0: Here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor.
1: And welcome back once again to the Dharmic Evolution. Great to have everybody on board in the Music City with our second broadcast, the new home, the new digs for the Dharmic Evolution. It's where we belonged all the time, I think. So uh, happy to have you guys back. And if you're digging the show, I'd like you to please do me a favor. Go to the Dharmic Evolution website, DharmicEvolution.com. Check it out. It's a brand new look we put up there. And we have all the major uh, platforms. Whatever you like to listen on, you like to listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pandora or Stitcher Radio, whatever it is. Um, give us a review and subscribe to this show. So when a new show comes out, it comes right to your phone. Just like that. I dig when that happens. So now we're in Canada today, and I've got an old fave coming to visit. This girl can sing. She gives me chills right up the back of my spine on every song she does. And we're celebrating a new release of this fabulous single um, that she has and we've got like um I think we've got the exclusive uh, I think we're we're pretty close I think maybe one station has played this song so you guys get the exclusive on this song and this lady's been compared to Carrie Underwood Kelly Clarkson and she's got power man she's part down-home country girl part sophisticated music veteran She's a redneck princess and is certainly one of Canada's best kept secret, but not if I have anything to do about it anymore. So it is summertime, 2019, and it's time for another fun filled party. And uh, once again, teaming up with her good friend, producer Marty Beecroft, Sunday morning after is born. It's an upbeat, light hearted, toe tapping, boot stomping, good time. (laughs) You better strap up your seatbelts, because it's time to take a ride on the Dharmic Evolution with Amy Rose. It's been a while, Amy. Welcome to the show.
0: Hello, thanks for having me back.
1: It's so good to have, I think you've got to be my favorite um, Canadian. And I do have some kind of (laughs) wonderful love for the Canadian artists and musicians And uh, your songs just seem to get me right where I live. And uh, it's just awesome. Your new singles is amazing. Sunday morning after, tell us about this tune.
0: I am so excited about this song. Um, This song is like a song that was released, uh, oh, like 20 years ago by a a Canadian pop artist um, up here in Canada. And I used to sing this song all the time in all my show sets. Um, and I, I've always wanted to do a country version of the song and everybody that knows me knows that I like taking songs from different genres and turning them into country. And, um, you know, so I went to my producer with the song and I had said, Hey, what do you think about this? Um, I'm feeling some hardcore banjo and I, you know, and he just, he had the same vision as I did with the song and we just went with it.
1: Yeah, it opens with a banjo. And, and then it surprised me because I said, Is this going to be sort of a bluegrassy thing? And uh-uh, man. It's just, it's a.
0: It's very, hard country. <laughs> yeah, it's great.
1: It's just great. And you seem to thrive in that environment. You know, you just seem to uh, have that going on. And oh, it's beautiful. You. So why don't we not keep anybody in suspense? So here we go with Amy Rose' new single, Sunday Morning After. Check it out.
2: of this pain. I do it all over. My By day. the time the party was over, Sequila. tequila was my claim to fame. I couldn't remember. My I name. was dancing with Jake when I left all my keys. That was my first mistake. Cause what happened to me? Oh my God. I looked down in my arms. Something's looking back at me And I cannot believe it Oh my God, I woke up with a snake tattoo I love this song And my clothes are selling on me Tell me your name
1: Amy, that was really awesome. It's the Sunday morning after and baby, who the hell are you?
0: I know we've all had those days, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was before children. So so this is a family before show. Children. So, this yeah.
0: this was in my early youth days when uh, you know, when I could chug a few and get up the next morning and you know be normal now it's like a five-day recovery
1: <laughs> yeah for sure hey but not to sidetrack for the music but just for a second last time we spoke um it was dana olivia and ella is there any more children or do we, do we stop with the three girls
0: we're stopping with the three girls <laughs> okay okay <laughs> that's so, all this mama can take
1: <laughs> i hear you i hear you so i'm gonna guess it's 17 10 and 8 now
0: So 18, 11, and nine.
1: Oh, I was behind the curve by about six months. (laughs) Dana, Olivia, and Ella.
0: Yes. Yeah. Dana's going off to college in uh, September. She's moving to North Bay, Ontario. Wow. Uh, Yeah. So we're going to miss her. I'm not too happy about it, but I'm happy that she's, you know, she's got dreams and she's got goals and, you know, what parent wouldn't be happy with that?
1: Right. Of course. And tell me about, let's talk a little bit about um, being a parent, a very active parent in the role of, you know, being a mother that's like really there for her kids, which I so admire about you because um, you didn't just pack it up and go on the road and say, okay, either Jeff, you take care of the kids or farm them out to some place. I can tell by watching your kids grow up on, on social media and, uh, I just have to um, give you props for that, for being, you know, the, the compassionate and the caring and mindful parent that you are. How is it all starting to play out as you see your role as a singer-songwriter and moving into uh, more of an active role with, you know, not that you're gonna, there's any less responsibilities for the kids, but there seems to be, I think, an opening starting to happen for you where maybe you can do more for your for your artistry is that correct is that a safe assumption
0: yeah you know what like being a parent in this industry is is hard you know i'm not going to sugarcoat it um you know a lot of artists they're they're at the you know they're at the mercy of where people want them to go and sometimes you know you're there within a second's notice right you're told to pack your bags and you know, you, you gotta go. Right. And I mean, that, that happens sometimes, you know, we were told, Hey, you have to be down here in Nashville and, you know, I've got a really great support system and I've always been, you know, really open about that. I've got a, an amazing husband who, you know, is along for the ride and, you know, he signed up for this. He he knew what he was getting into when he married me. Right. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, he's, I think he's got bigger dreams, you know, for me than I've got for myself. And it's always been that way with him. Right. So he's always been a, a, an amazing support system. I've got parents who are incredible, um, you know, just a family. So, I mean, when I've got to go and, you know, pack up and leave, they're there within a second and they're there to help. And, you know, sometimes we try to bring the girls out on the road with us and do stuff. And then there's times that, you know, it's not so fun for them and, you know, they're in school and I'm all for the education, right? So, you know, they're not getting pulled out of school to, you know, follow mommy around the world. So, um, you know, we go with the flow, like any artist does with children, you know, some will take, you know, their children out on the road. Some only tour in the summertime and take their kids with them, you know what I mean? When school's out. So we just kind of roll with the punches and, you know, just hope that that's enough.
1: <laughs> and how about the kids? They must be so thrilled. Um, and do they really understand the, the caliber and level of artist that you are? Or are they still a little bit too young or are they just, it's mom. that kind of thing.
0: I'm just mom to them. You know what? They, they all are very artsy in their own way. And I'm starting to see more of it and more as they grow and they get older. Um, You know, Dana's she's into acting so much and um, she's multi, multi instrument talented. I mean, she plays the mandolin. She plays the piano. She plays the guitar. She's acts. Uh, She's been in a couple movies. Um, She was actually up in, um, Uh, was it Bracebridge recently, Uh, Bracebridge Ontario doing a movie with um, Vanessa Hudgens, a Hallmark movie that's coming out. She was an extra in that. So, I mean, you know, she's, she's got her own path that she's going on and she gets the industry. And then the two little ones, Olivia and Ella, um, they're really, they're finding their way They're You know, recently the one has become very, um, musically diverse. I mean, she sings, she does at Ella, she does a lot of, um, singing and dancing and Olivia, she wants to be a YouTube star. So, <laughs> I mean, they all, they all have dreams just like their mom. <laughs> right.
1: Well, there, there was, there was no way that that wasn't going to happen with the influence around the house. I'm sure. Um, uh, you know, having, having a mother who is, uh, such a committed artist and such a talent. So, um, does it run in your family? Like the, um, the musical gene, like other like siblings, parents, nobody else, huh?
0: Oh just- my gosh! <laughs> uh, if you ask my parents to sing for you, um, y- you just don't. <laughs> just don't ask them. I'll write I'm that down. Stating your ears.
1: <laughs>
0: if you talk to my dad, he'll tell you that he was like an Elvis Presley in his day. But I'm fairly certain that that is a complete conflagration. <laughs> he can't sing. <laughs>
1: Isn't it funny sometimes how it um some families it's like, you know, yeah, I got it from my parents or both my parents, and then every once in a while there's somebody like you, and I'm the same way. I didn't have anybody music. I had a huge family and nobody played. But now the next generation, everybody's all the, the kids are playing, you know, which is yeah. great. I love it. My son is is amazing, like he's a singer songwriter in Austin, Texas. But um yeah. but it's uh it's so it's such a worthwhile gift to like when the kids do like receive it and embrace it you know like it's just yeah like this will be your best friend forever you know forever when you are in trouble or whatever (laughs)
0: yeah. And I mean, my parents were diehard country fans. I think we had talked about that in our previous interview. Um, Nothing was played in our house but country. And I mean, like the classic country. So, I mean, we were always around country music. It's just my parents didn't play and they couldn't sing. But I mean, they loved country music. And, you know, that was installed in me right from day one. So, I mean, I think I was... Four or five when I got it was five when I got my first karaoke machine because it was right after I entered my first competition and uh, you know so you know they were big supporters like they had a big influence in my life for country music because it was played all the time they just didn't give me the singing bug
1: <laughs> right right I, well we're, we're so happy that you um, you got this singing bug <laughs> and why don't Thanks. we just play um, this one I just love this song just want you to know this is a. just want you to know beautiful production everything about that just awesome so um, take us into um the studio with this one um like just really such good things happening who were you working with on this one and how did we get this sound
0: yeah so this was my first international release um to radio so this was the one that really did it for me um you know i went into the studio with multi-talented producers Marty B Croft and Glenn Colson. Um, people would know them from their VIP days. They were in that pop group VIP, huge uh, you know huge here in Canada, huge overseas. Um, they were like the Canadian backstreet boys. Right. Right? So, uh, you know, it was such an honor working with them. And I become over the years really, really close with, them. um, you know, songwriting with, them. um, Marty still does a lot of my producing. Um, he actually produced the new single uh, Sunday morning after. Um, but this was a song that we went down to Nashville and we had some heavy hitters on this one and we just, you know, again, went with the flow, um, you know, recorded it, released it and it just, it, it blew up. I mean, it hit so many charts that we weren't expecting. Um I, it was I think released on like a top it was a top karaoke country songs of two thousand and like the year it was released. It, it was it just it was amazing. It just went it, it opened up a lot of doors because of this song.
1: Yeah. Then and just to backtrack on Sunday morning after, has that officially been released yet or
0: Not yet. And you are the one of the first people to play it. Uh, There's another station over Missouri that has played it. Um, but yeah, you're, you're number two.
1: Wow. (laughs) So the Dharmic evolution has, you know, has the inside scoop on this. And I'm so happy that you're working with Marty again, because there's a certain magic that seems to happen between you guys when you get together, you know,
0: I love Marty. I mean, um, we've right from day one, We've connected And I mean He is just It's almost like We share the same brain And I mean Sometimes I'm not The easiest person To explain things Or you know Not that I'm a diva Right I don't want to say Oh yes <laughs> you
1: are I wanna, Yes you are oh, I've heard yes, you sing Girl <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> But um, you know He just When I when I say things You know I'll just be like Hey I'm picturing This dinghy here And you know Over in this thingy And he's he just He knows exactly What I'm saying I don't even have To say the right Classification for He just He gets it And he works with it And I mean It's all. Always been that way with him. He's just—he's brilliant, the guy, and and you know, every chance that I get to work with him is just a chance that you know, just it lingers, it just it lasts, and I, I adore him. He's a great producer, great guy, great friend.
1: How did you guys get connected originally to, like, was it an introduction or they Say so he heard your songs. How did you guys end up, you know, working? So
0: that's, that's a funny story. So I was actually pregnant with my last daughter, um, Ella and uh, Marty and Glenn were uh, business partners at the time. They had had uh, after Tuesday productions and they were looking for some Canadian talent. And somehow Glenn Colson, who had done a lot of the negotiating, had uh, received one of my previous songs and um, he had got a hold of us and he he had said, you know, can we meet? And at that point, I wasn't certain because I had taken a break from music, um, you know, and I just I needed to refresh and, and you know prepare myself for what I wanted to do next. You know, was it, did I want to step out of the music career? Cause I'd been in it so long and, you know, just raise my family or, you know, just take a break, a break to refresh. So, um, he had reached out and at that point I had said, you know what, I'm pregnant. I'm not interested. I'm, you know, I'm a couple weeks from giving birth. So, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And, uh, he's like, well, you know what, let's just, let's have that baby and let's touch base, you know, in a month or so and just talk. And, uh, so all went well. And, you know, I had Ella and then about a month later, I got a call from Glenn again. And he's like, did you have that baby yet? And, uh, I was like, yeah. And he goes, let's sit down and talk. So, you know, we went and we talked and he had a lot of good things to say. And, you know, one of them was, um, you know, why, why waste talent? You know what I mean? Like why waste good talent? You know, you should be out there singing and, uh, you know, and then we We got together with Marty and they had this, you know, great idea with production wise. And it just it it was probably one of the best decisions that I made was to, you know, to work with them because it just like I said, it opened up a whole new spectrum and doors that I didn't think were possible.
1: Well, it's almost like um, it's incumbent upon you. It's almost a fiduciary duty at this point, because it's like God gave me this talent and I just (laughs) can't sit on it, you know, and it's like as much as you know, it's a kind of a dichotomy because you love your family dearly and you want to do right by them. And it's kind of like you're pulled a little bit, you know, but, um, you get, you get to fit it all in, especially when you have people like you just described surrounding you to make that, that available and make it happen. You know, that's the beauty.
0: I'm, you know what, I've always been a firm believer that things are meant to happen for a reason. And I firmly believe that I was meant to connect with these guys for that purpose because I was almost ready to throw in the towel. I was almost ready to give up and, uh, you know, just walk away from the music career because it is a tough industry to get into. It's a lot of sweat. It's a lot of tears. Um, a lot of criticism, right? You'll have a lot of people that don't like you and you have a lot of people that do. Um, but you know, they just, they, like I said, it was meant to happen. I was meant to meet them. I was meant to work with them and you know, the rest is history.
1: Yeah, it is. It's very demanding and it it takes, um, it takes a, a heart of a lion to stand there in the storm, and and you know it's hard enough to put in the work to do your craft and to create, but then you have all these other um, swirling tornadoes around you of you know the, the social stuff going on and and political things, and they're all distractions, you know, from what it, what is the reason I'm supposed to be doing this and it's supposed to be I'm supposed to inspire people with my voice and my my abilities that God gave me, so. So my, my hat is off to you I left my hat upstairs, but if I had it, it would be <laughs> off to you. <laughs> so I want to also ask you about um, you, know, the, next, uh, the next chapter as you look forward into like, where you're going and everything. Do you sit and map it out? do you say, "Hmm, I'm going to be doing this in two years and five years?" Or do you just kind of say, "I'm just taking it like one step at a time?" Um, as far as your career goes
0: I think a lot of a lot of this industry is taking it one step at a time because you never know right um, it's funny how it, it could be just one song that does it for you and all of a sudden you break out to this you know major artist that every company wants you and everybody loves you. And a lot of people are like, Oh wow. You know, she was an overnight success and that's not a lot of the cases. It's a lot of taking it one step at a time. And you know, it's 10 years or sometimes 20 of overnight successes. Yes. Right. And you know, when, when you hear their backstory and you know, every artist, they all have a story. Everybody has a story. You know, it just doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot of sweat and tears and that's a lot of work.
1: It, it sure is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, I'm just so happy that you are working with the people you need to work with because um, you know, they elevate you to where you're supposed to be. And where when did it occur to you that did you have an epiphany one day to say, um, wow, I you know, I I've, I've got this voice that's like really, really captivating and I I kind of know what to do with this. Was there one particular moment in time that you had that, oh, what what just happened here? I just woke up to the fact that you know, I'm I'm bigger than I thought I was, and I'm not saying that as far as in in a in a narcissistic or con, you know uh, conceited way whatsoever. It's just I finally realized the magnitude of the blessing that I have. Was there one particular moment that that happened, or did it occur to you like when you were turned twenty, or a, or after a gig, or after a record that this happened?
0: Um. You know, that, that's a good that's a good question. Um,
1: I ask very good questions, Amy.
0: You do. You are very precise <laughs> with these good questions. That's why I love you so much. You're just, you're on the ball. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I'm a fan.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I'm a fan of you. Thank you. <laughs> I adore you. Thank you. Um, you see how I'm kind of stalling there? Because I'm trying to think of when it <laughs>
1: was. You know, it could have been, it could have happened like, and, and it, I know it's a very broad re- and overarching reaching yeah. question, but it's like, there must have been a time where you finally said, because for, I'll give you an example. For me, I never knew I had anything going on until somebody made a comment like one day and said <clears throat> something about you know the path. I've, I've done all these milestones and I just kept going and said something very, very complimentary about, and they were comparing me to other artists who, who have labels and everything and said yeah. something to the effect that you've done more than blah, 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 blah. And it was like, wow. And it it just turned my head and I started to pay more attention to, um, it's okay to be appreciated. I guess that's what I'm trying to get to.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, there's moments, yeah, there's, there's moments, you know, that I, that I sit down and I think, you know, am I, you know, there were times, am I good enough to do this? Right. Because like I said, you get so much criticism in this career and not all of it, is going to be you know sunshine and rainbows right so I've had my fair share of it over the years and you know some of it's like well you know you're good but there's better and you know of course I'm always a firm believer and like I said you know You might be good, but there's always going to be someone out there that's better than you. So it's what makes you different, what separates you from, you know, the Kelly Clarksons and the Carrie Underwoods, because I've been compared to them vocally. And I mean, they're amazing. I am They're. I'm such big fans of those ladies. And, you know, they have worked hard in this industry. And, you know, being a woman in this industry, you know, you've got to work hard. But you're on that
1: level. You're on that level. It's just that they have you know, the fame and fortune thing going, there's no, well, diff- got, there's no difference. They've got
0: some good teams behind them yeah. backing them up and some great funds. Right. I mean, yes. a lot of this industry is, you know, having the team and having the, the fun backing, you right. know, to continue onto that level of stature where, you know, cause Kelly Clarkson at one point, she, you know, she wasn't Kelly Clarkson, you know, right. she was a, a girl, you know, going on an American Idol, trying to make it in the industry, just like the rest of us Indies. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she her voice stood out and, you know, she got the break that she deserved. You yeah. know, she deserved to because she worked so hard. And that's what a lot of this industry is. It's working hard and, you know, taking the criticism and, you know, working with it. You know what I mean? Not getting upset about it, but saying, you know what? You're right. I can be better. What's going to make me better? or what's going to make me different
1: you know i know what's going to make you better and i think it's a little bit of sunshine what do you say here we
0: go
2: Do I pretend I know what to do? Deep inside I know that I don't My heart is weak to touch you
1: Sunshine, it's like you seem to have and and it's you you have this way of when I think you've like peaked at a certain part of the song, you push yourself further and there's a surprise right around the corner and you go from, you know, an A up to a C sharp or or whatever it is. And it's like, wow, where did that come from? I, I had no idea that was coming. So when you're coming up with these these arrangements, these songs, the writing, whatever it is, um, what's going through your mind um, as you're approaching these and what is your what is your production process to to get these ready for like is it a constant influx like even when you're in the studio or you're trying different things at the last minute or is it are you so prepared that you've got it just down like down solid how do you do it
0: no, you know what? Uh, it's it, a lot of the production. I mean, we do pre-production and we we line up the song and go, OK, this is how you know we envision it to be. But I mean, the real magic happens when you're in the studio and the unexpected happens. Right. Yeah. A lot of those notes, you know, came notes in the song because, you know, I would do something and then, you know, Marty would be like, whoa okay, hold that. Where did that come from? Let's go do that one more time and, you know, do with pizzazz or, you know, whatever it might be. They're they're just all tester notes, right? They're just, you know, something that comes in and I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this. Let me aim for this. And then it just works. Right. So it's all about the the surprise of what's going to happen in the studio, because you don't know until the morning that you wake up and you're like, hmm, yeah. am I going to aim high for this one today or am I going to do some low Johnny Cash? Or yeah. you, <laughs> you just never know, right? <laughs>
1: right. So let me let me back you up just for a minute. So before we get to all that really great stuff, that juicy stuff that happens with all these talented musicians where are you with the pre-production? Do you like sit with a guitar? Do you have somebody play a piano? How do you prepare it to say, I want to I wanna have some kind of rough idea. There must be something that occurs in your mind that I want a general sense of like it's going to go sort of like this. How do you prepare like your demos to, to just get there?
0: Uh, a lot of the times it's, uh, you know, sitting in a room with the team, um, you know, and, and we'll go through, first of all, we pick out the, the right key, right? Cause a lot of the times we do the song and, you know, a certain key and then we, you know, start it and go, huh, you know what, so important. I can, I can feel a little bit more up to it. Let's raise it a key. Right. Yeah. And then, so you get the production, the pre-production down, to you know where you're anticipating it to be right and then you have the musicians come in and add their flair um you know so a lot of it is pre-planning a lot of it's you know um pre-marketing you know where do we see the song going um you know what's the right time to release it is it going to interfere with this single and it's that's a lot of you know is this gonna is it going to be marketable right a lot of that's pre-production as well right yeah Do we see the song being something that, you know, everybody can dance to or, you know, grew to or, you know, stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's such a great way to do things because you have the end game in mind already. And then I agree with you also about what you said earlier is, is about like you don't really know. Um, what you're going to do with your voice until you hear like what everyone else is doing, because it just changes the concept of the song. Like in your mind, it's like, well, this piano riff is now inspiring me to do this, you know, or this guitar riff is making me like to get really into it and be, get a little, little ferocious with, with this note, you know?
0: Yeah. So this, it's funny because at the um, not funny, but I mean, at the beginning of uh, Sunday morning after, there's this uh huh at the beginning of it, right? Right. And that's something that was never even talked about. It was just, I was like sitting there and uh, you know, I heard the banjo and I was like, huh, like that. And then we were like, oh my God, let's throw that into the song, right? And it worked. And it's funny because everybody I've showed it to has went, I really like that huh at the beginning of the song it's not even a (laughs) lyric right it's just a huh but it kind of goes with it right so a lot of that stuff is just done on the fly yeah it's you know whatever's in the moment at that time that you're
1: recording yeah that and it's you know it's all about the inspiration that happens in that in that perfect moment that you don't know it's coming you know none of that stuff can be scripted it's just it's just how you feel you know and and this is why we make records i had this young fella on from uh Philadelphia recently and he, he said I'm so embarrassed that I'm from New Jersey and I just started getting into Bruce Springsteen I said you shouldn't be embarrassed that's why oh. we make records I mean people got into Coltrane and and you know uh John Lee Hooker like what 40 years after so the fact that we can make records is a wonderful wonderful thing because you know it's emblazoned we in your mind back
0: and we can reminisce about
1: them yeah 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 hey let yep. me Let me ask you about, um, last time we talked, you were, um, um, you were an EMT technician and I'm not, it's, that's not the right word for Canada, but you, you went out and you helped people. Um, are you still doing that?
0: I am so um, God
1: bless your heart a girl. Of,
0: a lot of indie artists they work uh, you know they work full-time part-time, right? Yes um, so I'm I'm doing both. I've got the three jobs. I've got the singing career I'm Hannah Montana you know by night and by day I'm an uh, EFR Medicare.
1: Hannah <laughs> Montana <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> So tell me about I want to just ask um, because you must run into so many fascinating things in your travels. Um, assisting people who are in need, who are struggling or have had some kind of accident or whatever, can you share with us, there was a, th- some kind of moment that happened that was just um, maybe not life-changing, but just like really, really turned your head to say we either help somebody, we save somebody, or some kind of life transition happened?
0: Oh gosh, uh, I have honestly, seen, <laughs> I have met some, some, pretty, uh, some pretty awesome people. Um, and some not so awesome people, <laughs> yeah.
2: um,
0: I've, I've, I've witnessed some stuff that has, um, definitely, um, you know, made me evaluate <laughs> people in this world. Um, and, and some really scary stuff. I mean, uh, I really can't elaborate on the patients, but I mean, you know, you have some patients that just really scare the living daylights out of you. Yes. Right. Um, right. And I've I've had a couple of those moments where, you know, you think, oh, my goodness, like, why am I doing this? But then you meet some amazing people and, you know, it just it it's reassuring, you know what I mean? You're doing something good. Yeah. You know, and and I love I love I love that part of it. I love that job, um, you know, and I love my music, too.
1: (laughs) Right. Right.
0: So, yeah, I just I love what I do.
1: Well, it, I just want to say thank you for uh, for doing for s- so many um, that people just don't get a chance to say thank you or they just, they're, they're busy or they just, it slips their mind or whatever. But on behalf of all of those who never get a chance, so I'm thanking you for them. Um, I want to talk to you about the Nash thing. Now, I know you were talking about moving there. Are you, do you guys still have that on your radar to... Uh, at some time, and I know it's hard with three kids and they're immersed in friendships and school and everything, so it's not an easy thing to just pick up and say, well, we're, we're leaving, you know? So, um, have are you still thinking towards that at some point?
0: That's always been the end game. Like yeah. I said, Jeff has had you know, bigger dreams for me, I think, than I've had for myself. And that's always been something that we talked about, you know, maybe when the kids got a little bit older, we'd move there, you know, because definitely everything happens in Nashville, right? And I'm perfectly okay traveling back and forth. It's only, you know, 13 hour drive from here to nashville and that's you know where i get a lot of my sleep right <laughs> i just sit <laughs> in the passenger side and jeff wakes me up when we get there or you know whoever i'm traveling with and you know my band will tell you a lot of the times i just sit in the back seat and you know they stop for bathroom breaks and you know they're like oh should we wake her and they're like no I'll wake her up when we get there <laughs> she'll never know right so i mean it's not a it's not like it's a far jaunt from right. you know where i am in Barrie, ontario to nashville yeah. and like i said i'm perfectly happy you know just traveling back and forth forth um you know we've always been we've always been those parents where we want to keep our kids in a comfortable spot right and i mean you know we we bought a house in the city um you know two seconds away from our kids school
1: congratulations that's awesome
0: yeah so it's one of those things where we can't move out of this house. We cannot sell this house until our kids finish at that school. Cause I want my kids to have one public school, one public school, one high school. Yeah. Um, you know, me growing up, I had like four public schools. Right. So, um, and you know, it's hard for kids nowadays, um, you know, to make friends and, you know, so when they're happy and they're in that comfortable position, I don't like taking them away from, you know, what they know best. Right. Cause they, they seem to thrive when, when they, when they're comfortable, you know what I mean? They, it's a they security excel.
1: thing too. You know, they have yeah. to feel secure.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, we would love to, you know, we would, we've talked about, you know, moving out to the country, um, you know, and cause I want to pull, <laughs> Jeff's not gonna give me a pool until we move out of the country because apparently you're not allowed to pool in the city, right? <laughs> so uh so yeah, that's you know, hopefully one day, you know, we move to Nashville out in the country and I get my in ground swimming pool with my cabana boy. That would be awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't run out of towels, buddy. I, uh, you know, <laughs> Hey, I want to ask you, Amy, about um, your creative process, like when it comes to like writing and, um, you know, preparing for like a studio thing, what is your best um, way to come up with music? Or do you sit at a piano? Do you just, do you just dream up melodies out of your head? Do you sit with a guitar? And like, is there a best time of day for you to, um, where you feel most energetic to give your, your, your energy to the, to the craft?
0: I'm always in the moment. I'm in the moment, girl, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of times I'll, uh, even I'll be at work and something will come to me and I'll grab out my notebook on my phone and just start typing it in. I've got literally, my phone is covered with, um, you know, in my notebook there, it's, it's got probably hundreds of like half finished songs, right? That, right. you know, I, I haven't finished, but I mean, something comes to me and I just, I write it down in the moment.
2: Right. And
0: then there are times, you know, that I get together with other staff writers and we'll sit down and we'll write a song party like a redneck was, you know, I had walked in with Marty and Glenn and um, you know, Glenn had had this, this vision of a song and he kind of had it partially done. And I was like, you know what, let's, let's, let's do this and let's base it on my redneck family. So, you know, we, we did that. And that's how party like a redneck was born. Right. It was just, we sat down together and we all wrote this song
1: awesome I want to play this one now um this one I just love this song so much this is called one of these days
2: when someone would tell me when i won't think of and that little happiness back in. Pretending none to care leaves me Time has a way of tracking on and all. Friends try by to comfort me But I'm not much company for long Oh, I'll get past what was If I live long
1: How did that one come to be Um, what it eventually turned into? Um, Can you describe what happened in the studio with that one and, you know, the reactions? I mean, they must have been doing like uh, handstands in the control room when you finished the vocal on this.
0: (laughs) So that was a song that was produced by a Grammy Award winning uh, producer, Dale Oliver, um, from Nashville, Tennessee, and I mean, it was such an honor. That was my first single that I did with him. And it was, I was just flabbergasted with the fact that some, someone from Nashville that was a Grammy award winning producer and, you know, works with people like Carrie Underwood and Bucky Covington, you know, wanted to work with this, you know, Canadian redneck chick. Right. So um, we had, we had spoke to Dale over the phone and he had heard some stuff of mine and he he loved it. So uh, we went down to Nashville and we, we did this single with them and it was amazing. He's an amazing guy, super talented. Um, and yeah, we just went in and like I said, it was in the moment, you know, we had our pre-production stuff that we had talked about over the phone. Cause at this point, um, I had already been down to Nashville to meet him and go over some stuff. And then we did a lot of the pre-production over the phone. And then I came back down to record the song in the studio with him. And a lot of it was in the moment again, you know, I do something and he was like, Whoa, let's, let's do that and let's layer it, you know, let's yeah. do this. And, and I guarantee you a lot of artists, that's everything's done in a moment, right? It's, it's that moment in time because you're putting your emotion into it.
1: Yeah. And at you, that
0: point, I was just so happy with working with Dale. So a lot yeah. of emotion was going in that song.
1: <laughs> that's, it was a, it's such a great song. It, it gives you um, chills, you know, when I listen to it and there seems to be a parallel, um, of energy that is showing itself over and over. You work with um, Marty on Sunday morning after. You work with Dale on one of these days, but they're both two amazing songs. And so you know, there's a lot of what happens here is is great when you have very very talented producers. But there's the Amy Rose factor that's going on here. So. That's the consistency that keeps happening, you know. So uh, one great producer, you know, great project. Another great producer, great project. So there's something to be said to that. And there's also something to be said for, um, you just described, writing with just a telephone conversation, which, which shows me that you don't need fancy offices and the great big writing studio and conference rooms and you know fancy desks and tables. You need imagination you know, and the willingness and to be able to just dig and say, this is what we have, so let's just get it done. And that is so cool because then you're getting to the real core of what, what is songwriting. It's all about the imagination and the passion and the power you have within yourself. And when you connect with somebody like you do, it's like, look what happens. This is the end result of what we did. I think it's really, really cool.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um, what about, um, looking out, you know, cause we're getting closer to the end. We could go like another hour, I think, Amy, but I think the kids and Jeff and <laughs> your, your, your <laughs> career or your three careers are all going to be calling you. Um, when you look out, like, let's say for the rest of this year, um, do you have anything that stands out um, in your mind uh, that you want to accomplish for, for your career as a singer? Um, anything like coming up, any milestones you want to share? And also, if you would give a shout out to our audience in 71 countries, um, just any, any parting thoughts for them to say from you, Amy Rose, our Canadian Wonder Woman, um, just give them... Any, any kind of blessings in your heart that you want to share with them?
0: Well, I want to first say thank you to you because you're amazing. And I mean, what you do, you know, continuing to support, you know, indie talent, you know, in, in this industry. And I mean, you do, you interview actresses and actors and, you know, everybody, right? And it's because of people like you that take time out of your schedule to, you know, help people like me get out there and, you know, show the 71 countries, you know, who exactly we are at heart, right? So thank you to you and the fact that you're really good for my ego because you just boosted <laughs> every single time I talk to you. <laughs> I adore you. Thank um you. and yeah, to you know, the the viewers, you know, everybody tuning in. Um, you know, it's 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 an industry that's tough, you know, and like I said, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Um, but all of this, you know, goes to stand for. You know, people who have dreams and passion and, you know, following those dreams and passion. Right. And, um, you know, that's what we're here to do in life. We're put on this earth to do, you know, stuff that, you know, is going to change the world. And I'm hoping, you know, someday that, you know, I might be that person, you know, that someone says, you know, because of that song you know, it changed my life because I know, you know, for Dolly Parton, she was that person who did it for me, you know, her music changed my life. And, you know, it made me the artist that I am today because of her, you know, and I'm hoping somewhere along the line that I do that for some, you know, other up and coming artists, right. So, you know, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Thank you to you, you know, thank you to the fans who continue to buy my music and, you know, follow me around and, you know, listen to my songs and, you know, see what's, what's up in my world. Right. Right. I just, you know, I'm here because of you guys.
1: Great. And best place to connect is, is your website. Should we send people to to be, best place to support you? And we will put all your socials in the show notes, of course.
0: Yeah. So you can connect with me at www.amyrose.ca
2: yes, yes. (laughs)
0: Um, and then from there you'll find all of my social media links my my, uh, Facebook, my Twitter my Instagram, I'm like a bad rash I'm everywhere
1: good girl, good girl (laughs) Amy Rose, always a pleasure to hang out with you and chat and talk music and um, I'm such a fan I love your music, love what you're doing and I just want to um, wish God's blessings on you and Dana, Olivia, Ella and Jeff and thank you so much for doing what you do and uh, being a part of the dharmic evolution.
0: Thank you so much for
1: having me. Sunday morning after. Just want you to know. Sunshine. And one of these days. These are the songs and the stories, the passions, and the amazing vocals of Amy Rose. Hey, we talked about a lot of things today. Dale Oliver, Marty Beecroft, Glenn Kalson, Dana, Olivia, and Ella, and thanks especially to Jeff for being our pre-production and post-production man getting this thing off the ground. We talked about Dolly Parton, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood. Pre-production, tester notes. It's all about the surprise in the studio. And let's not forget always in the moment. Amy is always in the moment. And the house in the country with the in-ground swimming pool. Don't forget the cabana boy. And cabana boy, don't forget the towels. So uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview with Amy Rose. Keep an eye on her career and go and support her. Just type in Amy Rose to anything. Everything will come up that is about Amy Rose. All her links are in the show notes as usual. And uh, if you're digging the Dharmic Evolution, please subscribe to this show and uh, share it with somebody. Send them this show. And uh, if you really dig it and you subscribe, it'll come right to your phone. And um, you can check out all the blogs on the website, the brand new website, DharmicEvolution.com. Check it out. And the brand new player we put up there for podcast lovers. You can play it, share it. Um, You can do anything with this player that we got from Pat Flynn. Thank you, Pat Flynn from Flynn Industries. Created this with his team, I love it. It's on our our site, really, really cool. And if you have not yet gone over to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page, you gotta head over there. We put it up there to support other artists around the world. And uh, if you're a singer, songwriter, if you're an author, speaker, thought leader, and you have a presentation coming up, a speech, a seminar, if you have a new song, a new video, uh, maybe a photo shoot, maybe a gig you're playing somewhere, you might be playing in Shea Stadium, and we don't know about it. Put your content on there. Let us know what is happening in your artistic world. You know, I met Callie Rivlin from uh, from London. She's an Israeli artist, and she put up a post on Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page. I saw it there. I loved her, and we became... We became friends, and she actually had an interview on the show. You can check that out. Um, just go to, the, um, go to the website. All the blogs are there for everybody's show. So please uh, support the artists that are on that site. That's it for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, master storyteller, and international talent agent. So until next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I see you from a state.